Hello, my name is Mwanja Nganjo. I'm the head of communications at the African Union Development Agency, NEPAD. Welcome to Africa's Conversations on Development podcast brought to you by AUDA NEPAD. The topic for discussion today is partnerships towards Africa we want. On our program today, we have with us Mr. Simei Gray Johnson, who is the Director of Technical Cooperation and Program Funding at the AUDA NEPAD. Mr. Smey Gray Johnson joined AUDA NEPAD in 2014, and since then he has held several senior positions, including having served as Head of Partnerships for Resource Mobilization, Chief of Staff, Head of Regional Integration, Infrastructure and Trade, and Director of Operations. He is currently Director of Technical Cooperation and Program Funding. Looking at the space of partnerships for Africa's development, AUDA NEPAD recently approved the 2021 to 2024 resource mobilization strategy that is hinged and underpinned by its partnership strategy. The aim is to mobilize $100 million for the agency's program coordination and management with the strategic goal of ensuring that a billion dollars is mobilized for African countries whereby this will now ensure that for each and every dollar, for every single dollar that is mobilized by the agency, at least $10 should go for in-country implementation in Africa. Mr. Simei Gray Johnson, welcome to this podcast. Thank you very much and thank you for having me. I'm very pleased and honored to be part of uh, this important podcast. Thank you. To begin with, Simei, personally, I want to hear from you. Are you a firm believer in the Africa we want? And if so, what is the Africa we want? What is the Africa you want on a personal level, outside of work, outside of influence by your profession? No, I, I totally believe in the Africa we want. I, I suppose that's why I work for the African Union Development Agency. And then I've worked here for, for many years, serving in different capacities. Um, at a personal level, uh, the Africa I will want to see is a transformed, progressive, uh, well-positioned Africa in the global discussion. And, uh, an Africa that can trade with itself, an Africa that has a stance in, in the global discourse, and, and, and particularly an Africa that can move away from managing poverty to actually eradicating poverty, um, and, and moving and lifting our people um, through strong livelihoods and providing for them, and making sure that we have you know, flourishing economies, uh, a plethora of entrepreneurs, yes. and a beautiful and amazing cities and towns and with the youth empowered, gender empowered. Uh, it's, it's, it's something that's possible, is attainable, mm -hmm. and, I, and I think we will get there. All right, so that being said, I think a lot of us aspire to see that, that kind of Africa. But um, <laughs> ideally, and candidly speaking, you can be frank with us. We want to know, does Africa have what it takes today, where we are with the current resources, with the people we have, the human capital, and where we are in the economic stage contrasted against the, the rest of the world? Do you really believe that Africa today, where we are in 2021, we've got what it takes for us to build the Africa that we want? Certainly. I think Africa has always had what it takes to, to do it. 
Um, I remember at the colloquium of uh, 10 years of, of, of NEPAD, mm-hmm. in, in, um, uh, we were all together in 2011, 2010, uh, when the, 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 the former prime minister, I mean, the, the late Melez uh, Zawani, uh, put up an economist uh, mm-hmm. magazine um, saying the hopeless continent to, to the future continent. And, and I think we've always had what it takes. We have had challenges mm-hmm. uh, historically. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of our countries are 60, 70 years old. Um, we came from uh, independence, structural adjustment, and from there we had the economic recovery programs. We had challenges with coup d'etats and governance issues. But if I look back the past five, six, seven years, and I look at how the African continent has repositioned itself, mm-hmm. uh, we have grown. I mean, at some point we were I mean, seven of the ten fastest economies on this continent. Um, we have been able to come together, secure the biggest uh, free trade uh, agreement, uh, CFTA. Uh, we've had a number of transformative programs and projects, especially in infrastructure, uh, under the P- Program for Infrastructure Development in Africa. Um, and I think as a union, uh, under the African Union, uh, our member states are much more determined to show that we implement the programs and the projects so that we can have a transformed continent. Um, there's a lot happening on innovation, there's a lot happening on new technologies, our youth are much more confident, our women are much more entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. So, so there's, a, there's a lot happening in terms of, even in the private sector. Um, so, so, so yes, we can do it and I think we are doing it and we've always been wanting to do it. Uh, it's just that issue of the enabling environment that we all talk about. Some countries are dealing with it and are moving faster than others, but I think everyone will catch up one day and I'm, I'm hoping and praying that we will get there as a, as a people and as a continent. All right, you say everybody will catch up one day and uh, let's pray it's, it's sooner than later, <laughs> most definitely. Now you are heading the the, the Directorate for Technical Cooperation. So tell us, what do you make the best partnerships for Africa's development? Well, for the longest time, um, Africa has been more of a passive player in the partnerships uh, world, so to speak. Uh, we've been very passive, um, a recipient of donor, of aid, mm-hmm. um, ideas crafted outside the continent, partnerships formed and then we are expected to agree on those partnerships. That has changed drastically. Uh, from where we sit, together with the, the union that we all work for, uh, we are much more proactive. So we're looking at a partnership that is proactive, not passive. Proactive meaning that we have our programs, our projects, our initiatives, a plethora of them. Uh, most of these development and programs and projects are managed here at the NEPAD agency, at the AUDA and NEPAD agency, in agriculture, in infrastructure, in, in gender, and so forth. And these programs and projects are Africa's transformative initiatives and projects. And we expect our partners to join us on a win-win basis to implement these projects and programs. So they are our own blueprints, and our partners and stakeholders will join us mm-hmm to complement the work we are doing. So there is a huge paradigm shift. In the past, it was mostly uh, partners coming up with ideas and and saying, you know, as Africa, you should jump in. This is what we think should happen. And I've mentioned uh, the challenges we've had in the 80s and so forth. But now I think 
most African governments and most African countries have their own national plans, national development plans, their, all, their own poverty reduction strategy, uh, papers and initiatives, their own programs, their own initiatives, and this is no different from our union and the agency we work for, the AUDA, mm -hmm. the part agency. So yes, the new forms of partnerships is going to be on a win-win basis, and it has to cascade from the continental level, the regional level, and at the country level, and of course vice versa. So it has changed. It has changed. The, the, the whole concept of partnership has changed. It's more of collaboration and cooperation. It's not a donor-recipient uh, relationship anymore. All right. No. So if we look at uh, the win-win situation and changing the paradigm, uh, as you've put it. Are there certain partnerships that Africa should clearly stay away from that are not beneficial for the continent? Which so what kinds of partnerships are those? There are many partnerships on the continent, mm -hmm. um, but they're the big ones that that um, that make an impact on the continent. Yeah, give us an example. Uh, the, the big ones, an example is the EU-Africa partnership, mm -hmm. uh, which allows how allow for the discussion agreement on how Europe should interface with Africa to support Africa's development. That's a big partnership. Uh, FOCAC, which is the Forum on China-Africa Relations, is, a, is another big partnership where China you know, meets with Africa, discusses a number of uh, agreements, even at the country level, even much more so at the country level, uh, to agree on supporting Africa's development. Of course, TICAD, which is the Tokyo International Conference on Africa's Development, uh, set up 1993 has been mm -hmm. it's been one mm -hmm. of the, the longest most structured partnerships and is flourishing and there are a few other partnerships mm -hmm. so now what, what which ones which types of partnerships should we steer away from so that we're not uh, well most of the partnerships we have are, are structured because we have moved away from a loose arrangement mm -hmm. I, I think the union the African Union and its commission and ourselves as AUD and NEPAD, we've been able to to agree on which partnerships Africa will focus on. That's why we call them the strategic partnerships. And, and, and within the AU system, we have what we call the AUPG, the AU Partnerships Group. And that group brings together all the partners that are supporting the African continent. So as of right now, as we speak, we don't have any partnerships that are not beneficial to the continent. We have rationalized our partnerships. We spend a lot of time doing that. We are much more focused on where we want to go. We are now doing a joint partnership strategy and policy uh, together with the commission and ourselves and other uh, organs within the union. So mm -hmm. I think we are much more clearer on how our partnerships can benefit the transformation and integration of the continent. So, so we've moved very fast, very quickly, and we are going to do it in a framework. As I mentioned, we have a platform to engage them, and we are doing it very well. We speak with one voice. Uh, our structures um, make it very obvious that we are driving the African agenda, uh, Agenda 2063 and other flagship programs. Okay. And that's where the partners support us. Sorry, I, w I would like to take you back a little bit. If I heard you right, we've got our partners we've been working with for a number of years now since the union was formed till today. What we're doing now is just recategorizing them, putting them in a different framing, or are there partners that we've stayed away from? I won't ask you to name names, but are there any partnerships that we de Africa definitely has to stay away from? 
Well, I don't think there are any partners that we definitely have to stay away from. I, I think... Any detractors to the development program for Africa? Are there any or, or not? not? Really. I, I don't think there, there, there's any, there are any partners. What, what, what we want to stay away from mm -hmm. is an uncoordinated um, partnership where it's a partnership that is not based on our arrangements, um, our framework. Um, here at AUDA NEPAD, as far back as 2014, we had our partnerships and stakeholder strategy. And that strategy was very clear on how we classify our partners. We had a classification as to partners on bilateral basis, on multilateral basis. We also had different categories of partners and types of partners. Mm -hmm. So here at AUDA NEPAD, we were very clear on who we engage as a partner. Yeah. Fast forward to 2017, 2018, we were also very clear on how our partners support our programs and projects on a joint planning basis, a joint reporting basis, and a win-win basis. Mm -hmm. Today, we have just completed our, our resource mobilization strategy, which is anchored on the partnership strategy that we worked on uh, some six, seven years ago. And the resource mobilization strategy is very clear and well articulated as to how we plan to rein in one dollar and every dollar we bring in, at least five dollars goes to African countries. So we plan to bring in a hundred million and up to possibly a billion going into projects and programs. And we need these partners to work with us to get those projects programs and initiatives implemented at the country level. So we can't be clearer than that okay. because we know exactly <laughs> what the target is. We're looking at a billion dollars by 2024 mm -hmm. going to member states with all the programs and projects we're implementing. And we are also looking at how we partner with the partners I've mentioned, mm -hmm. the European Union, China, uh, the, the TICAD uh, platform, and other uh, partners that are playing in this uh, development industry to work with Africa's number one development agency, AUD and EPAD, to implement projects and programs at the country level. So we can be clear in this. All right. I suppose you've already, in a way, in a sense, already answered my next question because I was going to say, does AUD and EPAD have the requisite number of partners or the right partners that are needed for the institutions to, to for the institution to move forward? And I'd love to come back and interview you in 2024 as well. well <laughs> I don't know if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, on the billion. Would you like to speak to that a little bit? Well. Historically, the Nepal program, you know, endorsed, finalized October, you know, 23rd, the year 2001, had a number of partners that supported the program. So from inception, the Nepal program in itself had the goodwill of partners. Mm -hmm. So 20 years later uh, to 2021, we still have those partners, of course, development as we know it has changed drastically. Yeah. But at that time, it was mostly about poverty alleviation. And then we move from that to managing poverty. Now that Africa has an agenda, and the agenda is very clear, Agenda yeah. 2063, we have a number of programs and projects uh, dealing with transformative uh, projects, projects to industrialize our economies. We have a number of frameworks to operate on. So 20 years on from these partners that supported the NEPAD program, the NEPAD ideals, we are now able 
to sit with them and tell them that we want you to support us in these areas. And it's an African-led and African-owned um, set of programs that we want you to support and collaborate with. So, so, so I think in totality, mm -hmm. we're sitting in a much, much uh, better place over the years. And of course, this came with the leadership of a strong uh, CEO who we've had, uh, luckily as an institution, for a while uh, to maintain and help us cultivate uh, this, this beautiful, uh, amazing platform where we engage with partners to advance our programs and projects. And I think without our CEO, Dr. Mayaki, over the years, it would have been difficult if we had that very clear leadership and understanding as to how our agency needs to work with its partners. And we have seen the results, and, we've done, and of course, the results are out there to show what we have done. Oh, oh yes, oh yes, indeed, I do agree with you. All right, um, thank you very much for enlightening us on uh, partnerships at AUD and NEPA. Do you have any parting words for our listeners and our viewers before we, we end the, the, the program today? Well, I think our, our, our viewers need to understand that this, this agency has come through a long journey. <laughs> and, and, and we are 20 years. And, and, and I think the next 20 years will even be a much more beautiful journey. And, and perhaps, as I said, with the stability that we had as an organization, the strong CEO, a wonderful senior management that's been able to craft, establish, develop programs and projects and bring in partners um, across all levels mm -hmm. and bring in other Pan-African institutions to support our work our presence in the regional economic communities, the relationship we have with the Commission, and the fact that we're very clear now that going forward, every dollar that comes into this organization, at least $5, has to be leveraged to implement our projects and programs at the country level. I think that's the game changer. And we are even targeting that we can even leverage $10. So if I if any of our programs brings in a dollar to implement mm -hmm. a fisheries project in a country like Guinea, for a country like Guinea Conakry, or a country like Senegal or Malawi, ten dollars should go into that country to advance that project at the country level. I think that's a completely different shift, and and that thinking, I think, changes the game as to how we, as Africa's number one development agency, should see transformation and the integration of the continent. So I think our viewers and listeners should, should actually be very proud that um, Africa's own agency is playing a role in the development industry or the development space. Because mostly if you go to um, our countries, you see um, either a UN agency saying that this, you know, this role or this project, project was <laughs> supported by this agency, or you see a non-African agency uh, mostly our partners that have their emblem or have their logo or their flag. That is going to change and, and I think we are beginning to change that because of the work we've done in most of the programs and projects we worked on in gender, in agriculture, in infrastructure. But now we are pushing more funding and more technical assistance to the member states. So, so it's a beautiful time for, for Africans to follow their own development agency. Well, there you have it. It's going to be a game changer. The game has already started changing. And uh, of course, it's not just partnerships in itself, but partnerships for us to see real development and progress.
progress at a country level as well, all across our continent. Thank you very much for having been with us this day, and we hope, Simi, you'll be able to join us again soon. Thank you very much for having me. I'm glad that I could, I could make this important uh, podcast with you. Thank you very much. There you are. You heard it. Now is a beautiful time. Now is a time for Africa to partner with the rest of the world for the Africa we want. I'm Wanjang Anjo, Head of Communications at AUDN Ebed. See you next time. <laughs>